Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin. To have you with us, everybody. So glad you're joining us. Monday, February 13th, 2017. And the pages do turn, and they seem to turn at a more crazy rate as this business continues to be more just crazier. So anyway, good to have you with us and joining us on the podcast. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. <laughs> it's for mortgage professionals. We've got chuckle when I say it's for by mortgage professionals because, man, we are certainly not broadcasters, but we sure have fun doing this. And we're really honored that you take the time to listen to the podcast and make it a part of the way you do business. And so we have a lot of people listening in on my phone and people listening in by link. Uh, you can listen on, go to the website. We've got a new website almost done. Man, I can't wait to get to launch this new website. Pretty cool. And we're looking forward to it. But we're grateful for the relationship with Blog Talk Radio and them allowing us to, or giving us the technology to do this. It's not perfect, but it, it works better than anything else that's out there. And hopefully this microphone's going to work and we're not going to have a lot of digitization as we've been having lately. But good to have you with us. Let's talk about conferences that are coming up. Oh, hot topic segment. We've got Trish Megliazzo. Man, say that real fast. Megliazzo. Trish is a good friend, someone I've known forever. Um, going back to her lender one day, she's vice president of membership engagement at the Mortgage Bankers Association. We have an interview of her later on in the podcast in the Hot Topics segment. We're really talking about the importance of membership. You know what? Isn't this just an ad for a membership? Well, you know what? I really believe in it. Alice is a part of the MBA. Joe is. I am. We all are. And if you look at this, I think it's really important that we – come together and we join an organization, support what's going on. If we're a part of this industry, we should support our industry. And so one way to do that, of course, is through the Mortgage Bankers Association and the membership. So definitely listen in. There's some interesting things and a little teaser here for you. They have a special that they're offering for new members. I just, I couldn't believe it. I go, man, I should have waited until I did this, until I heard that special, but they got a good one going. So listen to it. Also special thank you goes to our, our sponsors, Arch MI, the creator of the new innovative RateStar program, and then Motivity Solutions, providing real-time reporting, dashboards, and scorecards. Belma, an efficient marketing, email marketing platform that helps your mortgage operation get your word out, as well as Simplify, real-time electronic exchange of data, very fascinating technology they have, and the Mortgage Collaborative, the power of the network. And, of course, our friends at DNH, they're moving your world forward through technology, and they've been in business for 140 years, 5,500 employees, and 8,000 clients in 70 countries. I would say that's a successful operation. And check them out. Check out the Mortgage Bot product and all-in-one LOS. That is also mobile-ready. You don't have to go out and get a separate app. you got it all right there in that app. Check it out at www.dh.com. Imagine that, a URL, a, <laughs> a web address, only two letters, dh.com, or call them at 1-800-815-5592. Also, <clears throat> a special thank you goes out uh, to each week, Alice, Andy, and Joe, and Paul, and Sam, and everyone joining in on this program that makes the content of this program reason many of you dial in so anyway let's talk about upcoming conferences we have the national servicing conference coming up the 14th through the 17th 
That's happening this week, starts tomorrow, and it's up at the Gaylord Texan in Grapevine, Texas. Also, we on the 22nd through the 23rd is the Mergers and Acquisitions, MBA's Mergers and Acquisitions Conference that is in Dallas. I am moderating the second day super session for that. Really looking forward to that one. And then also we have March 1st through the 4th is the Mortgage Collaborative Winter Conference. That's in, going to be in Omni uh, Scottsdale Resort and Spa. Love the spa part. <laughs> Uh, at Paradise Valley in Arizona. I don't know why I got hung up with the spa part. Anyway, anyway, and then there's also March 26th through the 29th, the National Mortgage uh, Banking uh, Technology Conference, the MBA's Technology Conference, up in Chicago at the Hyatt Regency. A lot going on, and um, for those, uh, though, I'll be at the Ellie Mae Conference as well. That's going on here uh, the first week in September, second week in in March. So a lot, of, a lot of conferences, a lot of things going on. I'm really blown away at how many people are telling, attending 2,500 people are registered for the LME conference. So um, we'll be there. Uh, forward to seeing a lot of our clients or a lot of our clients, as well as our listeners at that conference, come up and check it out. I won't be doing a broadcast there, but we'll be, we will be there. Also uh, the MBA conferences and education, check them out at the web at MBA's website, and then also sign up for the mortgage action Alliance. Joe Farr, good to have you here. Looking like it's kind of a hey Dave. nice, relaxing day here. Yeah, we can almost kind of quiet. Back up to the desk. <laughs> kind of quiet. It looks there's a lot of squigglies on there. It looks like a little Richter scale activity, but nothing too much. Yeah, but it's all around the down four number, and that's where we sit right now. So we're kind of well, we're down five. So we're just kind of right in the middle of the squiggly lines. Yeah, if that's a technical term. <laughs> that's my term anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and over the weekend, there was some concern that uh, Vice Chair Fisher might have something to say that would uh, impact the markets, but apparently he did not. What he did reference was the the, uh, the Fed's position, basically, that they don't know what effect the Trump policies might have on the economy, and that uh, with that, they are just kind of in a wait-and-see mode. They'll continue to focus on uh, on. Uh, you know what what they see in the economy and 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 on jobs and inflation. So, you know, no big surprises coming out of there. Um, the equity markets are doing well this, this morning. They're up over a hundred points, and and that could be part of the cause for MBS being down just a little bit. Uh, last week was a good week for mortgage rates. Uh, yeah, for the week, MBS week. prices rose about 20, 14, 30 seconds. Uh, most of the improvement happened ap- happened earlier in the week. In fact, uh, it was pretty much a straight-up line uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Then it then it changed on uh, Thursday. But, uh, you know, uh, earlier in the week, there really wasn't a lot of news. I think part of it was the good news coming out of the jobs report on the wage inflation numbers, and, and that just kind of continued on through the first part of the week. But then on Thursday, uh, President Trump announced uh, an announcement coming soon about a tax cut plan, and uh, MBS prices dropped uh, uh, on that announcement. And, and, you know, there are a couple of things. Uh, MBS prices uh, fell for uh, a couple of reasons that are pretty basic. One is that, uh, you know, a tax cut should be should stimulate the economy, or that's the expectation anyway. And uh, and that is bad for inflation, which is bad for mortgage rates, bad for MBS prices. Another is that uh, it likely will result in an increased deficit, at least for a while anyway. And so that adds a new supply of bonds, and, and that pushes prices lower and yields higher. So uh, not surprising to see the, the uh, MBS 
reaction to that announcement. Uh, the economic data that came out last week, it was really not much. I mean, jolts came out, it, it, and it showed little change. Consumer sentiment fell a little bit, but it was falling off a very high level. And then uh, the Treasury auctions that occurred last week saw, you know, uh, strong to average demand. So uh, this week we have uh, a lot more on the calendar. We got Fed Chair Yellen begins her de- two days of semiannual right. testimony before Congress, and uh, and that could be market moving. Uh, BMI comes out tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday's got a lot. CPI comes out. Retail sales, industrial production all on Wednesday. National Association of Home Builder Index comes out on Wednesday. So. That's a big day for uh, for yeah. uh, mortgage rates. Now, the second day of her testimony, which will be on Wednesday, is somewhat less, uh, uh, you know, concerning or or market moving, given that she's already provided that com- uh, that testimony on on Tuesday. Um, housing starts and Philly Fed comes out on Thursday. So, uh, yeah, with the market being closed a week from today for President's Day, Friday. Uh, being the end of uh, a week and uh, and a long weekend ahead uh, has the potential to be volatile. Man, lots of lots of potential potentiality here for market movement, yeah. and I think we're going to see more volatility this year as we talk. Or in January, we were, we had all the the guests on talking about what's potential here, and so no question, you need a service like MBS Quote Line to be able to stay on top of this volatility, manage it, monitor it, communicate to your borrowers what's going on. If you're not using it, check it out. We're going to be right back after a brief word on how you can sign up for this valuable service. We'll be right back after this Thanks, brief. Economic uncertainty has created a tremendous amount of market volatility over the past few weeks. Intraday price changes seem the rule rather than the exception. Have you been surprised by a midday price change? Have you been frustrated as you locked the loan just ahead of a price movement? Found it difficult to explain to a customer why the rate you quoted is no longer available? MBS Quoline can eliminate these frustrations. MBS Quoline monitors Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginny Mae mortgage-backed security prices in real time. It makes the information conveniently available on your desktop, smartphone, or by email or text message. These are the same prices used to set mortgage rates each morning and to issue midday price changes when significant movement occurs. With MBS Quoteline, you'll never be out of touch with the market, whether you're in the office or on the road. See for yourself what MBS Quoteline can do for you. Go to MBSQuoteline.com to start a risk-free two-week trial. MBSQuoteline.com. 646-716-4972. The Lickin' on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lickin'. Yeah, free two-week trial. Recommend you try that out. We've got Paul Malo on the phone. Now, this is something we give a lot of this stuff free here, and Paul's got a free newsletter you just got to sign up for. It's very valuable. Got headlines on there, what's going on, does a great job. The whole group there, John Bancroft, Brandon Ivey, uh, Paul, and team, uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving others out, do a great job on this. Check it out, folks, at imfnews.com. Dot com And you can subscribe down at the bottom. Paul Mollo, good to have you here, my friend. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. So can you hear me now? <laughs> Any breaking up? <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear can you me? Hear? Yes. <laughs> no, listen, it's, uh, you know, it's a tap into interesting start to the week. Um, you know, a lot of stuff happened. I took Friday off, and, of course, a lot of stuff happened on Friday. So it just goes, okay. you know, stands to reason I take off. Everyone's watching, and I decided to put out all their announcements. 
but, you know, listen, uh, we crunched some new MBS numbers. Uh, we took a look at Fannie Freddie underwriting standards based on the MBS figures for January. Uh, GSE purchase uh, volume uh, fell in Dece- uh, fell 16.1% from December to January. Uh, and the, re- uh, the refi side was down 21.9%. Uh, but, you know, listen, January actually was off to a, a, a decent year uh, for MBS creation. Uh, but keep in mind, some of that was lagging from some of the other months yeah. when rates were lower. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, there's a lot of talk that purchases are going to be up this year. I think that's not surprising. Uh, and we're starting to get more information on the credit uh, background of these these new securities coming to market and we're finding evidence that uh, credit standards are loosening a little bit. We'll have more on this, I think, next week or in the coming days. We're still crunching the final numbers. But the good news is, at least for home buyers, that the, uh, some of the purchase standards uh, are being eased by lenders you know, using GSE loans. And that probably means less in the way of uh, loan-level price adjustments. Uh, and we'll take a closer look at that soon, but just something to keep in mind. Uh, J.P. Morgan uh, has got a new uh, large non-agency MBS out there. We say it, it's sort of odd. It, it's non-conforming jumbos, uh, and some of it includes a little on the way of conforming jumbos. J.P.M. has been a real trailblazer when it goes to issuing securities that are actually backed by loans that are eligible for sale to Fannie and Freddie. Uh, you don't see a lot of that activity, but J.P.M. has been a, a leader in that business. Uh, and there's a story on the website about that. Uh, interesting story about a money manager called uh, Senator Investment Group. Uh, they had a, a 5.56% stake, stake, I should say, in Radian. They cut that stake to zero. I'm not sure what that means. They may have just you know, made some good profit on the uh, stock and decided to get out, uh, and that's not unusual, uh, but we did note they went down to zero. Uh, IMA, In-Center Mortgage Advisors, they're a servicing brokerage firm in Denver. Uh, they have a new $1.3 billion Gini portfolio out there. That's interesting because mm-hmm. selling Gini, Gini rights has been, selling bulk Gini portfolios has been, uh, you know, a tougher task than selling Fannie Freddie. Um, that's uh, Tom Piercy's shop, I believe. Uh, and also we have an offering from Phoenix Capital. That's interesting, too, because they're selling jumbo servicing rights. You don't see a lot of those, uh, and that's notable. And I know Presswick's working on deals. I know Mountain View's working on deals. I believe MIAC is working on deals. Uh, so I think in the coming weeks we'll see more of those portfolios hit the market. We also have a, a short about Walter Ditech, uh that's actually a link to a bigger story, one of our newsletters, Inside Mortgage Trends, uh, talking about you know what lies ahead for Walter. They've been losing a lot of money. Uh, earnings will be should be coming out maybe by the end of this month. When I talked to them last week, they hadn't yet given me a release for their fourth quarter results. Uh, it should be a telltale sign of what lies ahead for them. But like I said, they're coming off some, shall we say, weak quarters. They need to post a profit. They'll probably mark up their MSRs. And management, uh, I would guess, will give some hints about what they're going to do going forward to sort of uh, straighten that ship out. Uh, Friday came some news. We We just followed up on it a little bit. Uh, Mark uh, Calabria, who is with the Cato Institute, conservative think tank. Interesting news that he was me- uh, named the chief economist to Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, and just days before that, he had a, a blog on the Cato Institute website about uh, MBS guarantees and Fannie and Freddie. I suggest you read the website, read his blog. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess the question is, will will being named the chief economist of uh, the vice president give him a seat at the table on GSE reform, and it sounds like it will to some degree, 
but that's going to be driven by the Treasury Department and Steve Mnuchin, who probably will be confirmed today by the full Senate, I believe. Uh, Mnuchin's going to be the guy in the driver's seat, but it's interesting that Calabria was uh, named uh, chief economist, and he's obviously been in GSE circles for quite some time and has a viewpoint on the future of Fannie and Freddie, and it'll be interesting to see what role he's going to play in this debate. So that's all the interesting stuff good. for today. Good, 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 good stuff. Lots of good information in here. A quick question for you. Uh, sure. Some of the Henserlings bill, some of the things going on through the Senate right now, any updates on what you're seeing um, on on CFPB reform? Uh, any movement? I know you, you're, you're tracking all of that, but I just want to get an idea if you have any sense on what's happening there. We get Several people asked and emailed me saying, could you ask Paul, what's he seeing inside the Beltway? Well, you know, uh, he's going to put a, a revised bill out to restructure the CFPB. There was hints of it in a memo that came out late, late last week, which Tom Ressler of our staff wrote about in our right. Friday Daily. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going to be in it. The question is, can they, you know, this, this they can't do this through executive order. I know Trump is, uh, you know, uh, asked to look at the regulations. Uh, the question is, can you, and we also have the PHH case, which is going to, shape with the constitutionality of, of having a, a, a sole director of that agency with so much power doesn't really answer to the president. So there's a lot of wild cards pending. You know, he's going to come out with a bill. I don't know what's going to be in that bill. It's going to reshape the agency, obviously. Then you have the PHH cage, which is going to shape the constitutionality of that agency and the right. director. So um, I guess the bottom line is whatever he comes out with, uh, <laughs> you know, don't don't think it's going to be the law. There's going to be a lot of debate in Congress is going to be some horse trading here, and then you got the, uh, the that case that's going to decide more. So yeah, listen, brace for some change. I don't know what that change is going to be uh, yet, and I don't think anyone does, but we can only speculate on what it might be. Uh, you know, the industry really wants, uh, I think, uh, looser regulations to some degree. It's interesting you talk about looser regulations, and there's a lot of guys out there or in the new emerging subprime space who like the ATR rule because it gives them legal protections, right, uh, right. ability to repay rule. Yeah. So, you know, they they want some looser regs, but, you know, they also like that looser, uh, they like that uh, legal protection that the ATR provides them as an originator. Right. Uh, and that's something to keep in mind. So, anyway, for what it's worth. <laughs> I think as <clears throat> you're, you, we track all of this and looks what's going on. And I know you're good friends with Dan at Citadel out there. And I'm really interested in seeing, are you hearing a lot much noise uh, on that front? Are we seeing the loosening up? What's, what's he, what's Dan doing these days? Uh, well, Dan runs Citadel. Uh, he's one of the, the more active non prime uh, lenders out there. Uh, I believe we, I talked to Dan last week, the week before, and I, I think he, you know, he likes the ATR too because it gives him the legal protection. Yeah. And I know I've talked to the folks at Angel Oak. They like the a- ATR because it gives them that legal protection. So, so as long as, and these guys, you know, these are not the old type of subprime layers that almost right. crashed the, uh, that did crash <laughs> the uh, United States they economy uh, last decade and almost the world economy. These, you know, Dan who runs Citadel and the folks at Angel Oak and his others, I'm not mentioning, but you know. You know, these guys yep. carefully underwrite these credits. These are not super high LTV loans. I think the numbers yep. I got out of Angel Oak and Citadel, these, uh, you know, their average LTVs are, you know, 70%. You know, they're not doing 5% down subprime loans. Uh, those days are over, folks. Yep. Uh, so, you know, these are carefully underwritten loans, and the delinquencies of both those shops I mentioned are, are fairly benign, and they've been making these loans for three-plus years now. So that's something to think about. 
It is. A lot to think about. You do a great job of covering all that we do need to be thinking about. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Check it out, folks. IMFnews.com. You can sign up for the daily email. It'll end up in your email box. You'll be glad you did. Thanks, Paul. Have a great one. Thank you. Appreciate you too. You. Bye-bye. You bet. You bet. Folks, we're going to be right back with Alice Alvey. She's got some updates for us. Very excited about that, but we'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. Are you using one of those expensive CRMs that your loan officers won't use? If so, then give my friends at Velma a call and let them help you create a customer journey that relies on the data and not on loan officer interaction. I encourage you to consider working with Velma to create a truly automated marketing experience for your organization. Velma makes marketing automation easy. Schedule a demo today at Velma.com, V-E-L-M-A.com. Simplifile has technology that gives you the ability to collaborate with settlement agents via real-time chat and messaging, allowing you to track changes, send, receive, and validate documents, as well as obtain status updates and deal with issues as they arise. All of this in a real-time electronic communication exchange. And best of all, you have a complete audit trail of all communications. To learn more, go to Simplifile.com or call our good friend Nancy Alley at 1-800-460-5657. Hey, good job, Alice. Good to have you on the program. Appreciate you being here, and I know how busy you are. What's happened, Alice? This I don't know if it's this year or, but it's just like someone turned up the speeds and the gears on the ger- on the gerbil wheel that we're all running, seem to be running on. But it's been nuts. It's been crazy. I know you are very busy. It is busy. Well, of course, we have the new flurry of bills hitting, and uh, I'll just kind of segue off of what you and Paul were talking about at the end there in terms of, you know, where do we see this headed in terms of the, with the executive order that was signed really to just basically study and investigate what are the options. And I think many of you heard out there that the, the older bill that was out, basically it was published in the prior session of Congress, so a whole new one would have to come out. It was the Financial Choice Act, House Bill 5983, that seems to be in discussion. But if I remember my Civics 101, we're in a new uh, congressional calendar here, and so someone would have to pull that all back together. Now, that bill was over 500 pages and covered everything from SEC reform to touching on the FOMC, the, the Open Market Committee, um, the repeal of the Volcker Rule, benefits for manufactured housing. It, it had so much in it that it was trying to really go after various parts of the Dodd-Frank Act as well as establish the commission that has been brought about in several other bills. Um, but it also went after several other things, um, trying to get rid of uh, too big to fail. Um, and actually the part that was a little concerning in that bill was referencing ending the Fannie Freddie guarantee. 